स्मार्ट कास्ट स्मार्ट कास्ट यूर लिस्निंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई गाइज हाउज इट गोइंग इट्स फैशन क्लॉक इन योर विद मनीष टूडे वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट अ वेरी डियर फ्रेंड ऑफ माइंड दिव्या डिसूजा थैंक यू सो मच for joining i know you've been busy oh don't ask too busy but not complaining i'm very grateful i'm happy to be busy again yeah yeah by so, one this is my first ever instagram live right and two yeah. years of the pandemic no one has managed to get me on ig live but for you i was like i have to do it manish thank, thank you so thank you thank you truly truly an honor <laughs> प्लेटफॉर्मीडियोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोरियलोर
at the end of the day you know i wanted to pay my rent um so yeah so for me the progression into commercial styling was a very natural choice to do that and currently you know the bulk of work that i do it's um, you know mix of advertising television films designer campaigns a little bit of celebrity work i don't really peg myself as a bollywood stylist you know i mean i work with actors of course um but yeah i think the transition wasn't very hard yes the working styles are very different uh with editorial as well as commercial um so that initial adjustment took some i mean that initial sort of adjustment was a bit tricky but i think i've got it now i know how to handle things also typically you work with an array of actor with models like do you really when you're working or look on them do you really see their personal style like do you focus on that and then sort of translate that depending on the vibe depending on the mood board you have absolutely absolutely i think you know for me the primary job of a stylist especially when you're working as a personal stylist you know to to an individual or a personality um my job then becomes to help them articulate themselves through clothing you know um so i may love a certain trend or i may personally be really into a certain silhouette or you know a look um but that doesn't necessarily always mean it will work with every client right um so i think that's the sort of rookie mistake that you know one makes as a stylist where you approach a celebrity with this fancy mood board and you're like oh these are the fall winter trends and that's not how you approach it or at least not how i approach it anymore for me now i need to sort of understand this person in terms of you know sometimes i'm even very nosy about like their personal life things you know i want to know what their day is like where they're going to go what car are they going to sit in you know which cafe are they going to dine at all of these little things make a big difference in helping them wear clothes that suit their lifestyle you know um rather than everything being for the gram of a photo op i think functionality in dressing comes into play too you know when you're doing that um so yeah i think it's all about the personality actually you know i just help them articulate themselves that's my job you know there were a lot of people confuse styling with bringing a rack full of branded stuff in front of the actor and and making them help pick and choose you know like this is what you have like the gucci the zaras of the world and then you have you know you pick and choose whatever you like so do you think that's a really like a warped or wrong perception about them styling the far cry from just bringing an entire shop in front of an actor no you are absolutely right i think this is actually a bit of a catch 22 you know because um if we're talking specifically about actors i do see that pressure to have certain brands or to want to wear a certain label also coming from a client you know um and very often you know the challenge becomes when brands don't necessarily want to dress a certain client but they put pressure on their styling team to get them that brand so i think it's all about that sort of image making and you know how a big brand adds value and all of that which personally i find a bit dated because i really am of the belief that great style doesn't need to come from brands you know just because the five big couturiers are not giving you clothing it's it's okay you know there's enough options out there for you to carve, carve your own individual style right um but that is something a lot of actors need to be told you know um which is why i work with very few and my appetite is very limited uh, uh, you know and i like to work with people who know who they are and are comfortable with who they are you know so um so yes i don't necessarily think this is always a mistake stylist make you know i think it it's pressure that comes from a client but if you're confident about your vision and if you're able to you know i think it takes a couple of successes when you work with a client you know when you put them in a look and that look is well received and they're happy with the pictures 
you then sort of you know they that trust builds over time and then they're like okay this one's got you know he's got his shit together he knows what he needs to do um so yeah i think that that takes a little bit of time like any relationship it needs work so yeah also talking about farhan i know he's not a typical bollywood actor I mean Farhan is someone who's into music who's probably into writing you know he's very multi-layered his persona so if you're handling somebody like a Farhan Akhtar how do you have those aspects of his personality in mind like how would you give him like a unique Farhan look like it's it's a far cry from a typical bollywood actor who's probably you know uh, just yeah. you know working commercial Leather projects projects in Bombay summer you know that's the typical bollywood hero look but no i think you know with Farhan it's um, He's literally one of the easiest guys to dress, and not just because he looks so damn good and he's perfect sample size. I mean, that's besides the point. Um, but like I was saying earlier, he's just very sure of who he is. You know what I mean? He's a very secure actor. He's a great producer, great director, musician. Um, so in terms of what he likes, what works well on him, his own personal sense of style, he has a very clear understanding of it. You know, um, every now and then I might need to sort of you know. present him with something he might not have thought of whether it's like you know a pair of white trousers from zenia we recently did to a promotions or but he's very open minded he's always happy to try new things and you know if he likes it and he's comfortable in it it's a it's a go you know so that way is really easy to work with in fact one of the jokes that we have a lot of times is we do a lot of advertising work together too you know when he's hired as uh, an ambassador for brand Um, and they all want to explore Farhan's musical side, and we always get the same rock star references from advertising agencies. And Farhan is just such a chill, dressed down guy. Like you'll never see him doing like what a prince would do, or you know, like he's more like Chris Martin from Coldplay, like that kind of you know musician vibe. Um, so yeah, we're always joking about like these fancy ass like Queen outfit references that come from a lot of advertising brands, and we're just like. This is probably not going to work with his personality. Um, so yeah, he's really chill. He's one of the like a dream client to work. Yeah, and I would love to know from you, like any particular uh, attribute or style which Indian men don't usually get right. And you've observed people you dress them, uh, you know, anything, any faux pas which Indian men make while dressing, which probably they shouldn't. Um, you know, I honestly think uh, with the sort of culture of high street brands coming in, and I, I don't think it's very old. I mean, maybe a decade tops. Like, you know, where we've seen an influx of brands like Zara and H and M, and a lot of the online platforms. You know, whether it's an Ajio or a Mintra or a Amazon, retailing a lot of high street options. I think ever since it's, that's happened, I obviously people are consuming trends, uh, especially Gen Z and even a bunch of millennials in urban centers. Um, so you see a lot of trends being consumed, but not necessarily personalized. You know, I think what I see very often is that people are sort of trying to mimic what they've seen on a Bollywood actor, or they're trying to sort of buy the head-to-toe look in a campaign shot that they've seen outside the mall. You know, and weirdly enough, even when we're styling those campaigns, that's always sort of told to us by clients that you know um, our customer comes in. and expects to see a fully styled look idea when they look at our campaigns you know because you may show them a bomber jacket on a hanger but they may not necessarily know how to wear it or how to style it um so your campaign image has to be reflective of what we'd like them to buy head to toe you know um so i think that little bit of fashion education is something that um, there's a bit of a gap right now um but you know again i feel like with the number of fashion influencers out there with 
the number of actors who are doing casual looks on you know promotions and movie outings and airport looks etc um at least that sort of information and you know though that idea is out there somewhere in public consciousness so maybe people will learn to dress better gradually talking about your style like you've always had a very chill casual comfort driven approach to style very organic earthy um, sort of label like i've always homeless homeless chic is how my mother described like all this you in like human or an urvashi kaur so how would you interpret your personal style you know like honestly when my mother describes me as uh, expensive but homeless you know that's basically her description for my style and i take it as a very great compliment because i like for me the ultimate style is when you look good effortlessly you know i don't like the idea of making an effort on myself i do it for a living yeah. you know i literally get paid to think about how to dress other people and my mind is constantly there you know i'm like oh, what hair will suit that model and what silhouette will suit that dude and my head is always thinking about other people so for myself it's about functionality practicality comfort i will be found in the loosest when i'm at work especially you know the most comfortable easy to move in silhouette because on my job i'm like on my knees tying a lace or i'm like dragging four suitcases through elevators to go to a studio so comfort and functionality are key um when i make an effort once in a year maybe and in the pandemic to can't remember also last time i made an effort but when i do make an effort then for me like like you said you know the textile focused brands um when you wear a pero or when you wear an urvashi kaur when you wear a sukethi garment you understand what craftsmanship has gone into it from the like this is savio john for example and it looks super chill but when you understand the little details of the kind of venting the kind of cutting you know the way he makes the drop shoulder and you live a day in that garment um i think it all comes together you know like i try to like a lot of people who are scared to spend that money on an indian designer piece i'm always that hard sell person who's like guys just buy it once you wear it and you live in it and you see the durability of that beautiful textile and the beauty of those details you don't need to buy 50 high street shirts over 2 years if you buy one great kurta from pero it'll last you a long time you know um so yeah it's it also economically and sustainably adds up um so yeah i think comfortable is uh, as lazy as that sounds would be the main thing and yeah textile and local shopping local that would probably be my current style Now we are moving out of pandemic. Hopefully, things are going to get back to normal. Let's hope so. So, uh, so where where are we heading? Do you see post-pandemic style sort of assuming new proportion? Like some people talking about revenge shopping, revenge traveling, revenge dressing. Some people are like, okay, now we are so used to being in our comfy PJs and track pants. We can't go back to tailoring and skinny jeans. So, where are you on that? um so i definitely think like you said there's going to be all kinds of perspectives and it's probably only going to be once the sales numbers for retail stores come in you know in the next year or two that we'll know what's up um but you're 100% right in terms of even now when we sort of moved into unlock right after the second wave um the pace of work is frantic you know i mean i was living in goa april may june and i was in a completely different headspace because i went there like a you know unemployed vacationer you know so for me it was a long summer camp just hanging around in goa and then suddenly in august when the and july end when the shoot calls started coming um of course of course very grateful for the money and you know earning income and all of that again but 
just the pace of things and you know being in bombay for two days and a producer is calling and the clients are calling and five assistants are whatsapping and suddenly you're back into that sort of you know hectic space um i had a minor panic attack you know the first week i was just like oh my gosh do i really want to do this i got all existential you know i was like can i become a farmer um but yeah it takes a bit of adjustment right so i think everyone is going to now sort of find that balance eventually you know i know at least most of my contemporaries and you know whether they make up artists or photographers or models everyone is kind of like i said over the hustle culture you know they like we know what we need to make to be happy and to be comfortable and to afford a lifestyle that we're used to and that's good enough you know if we don't if that more than that doesn't happen it's fine i'd rather enjoy today क्योंकि कल पता नहीं वन मोर डेल्टा लैमडा गामा आई डोंट नो व्हाट्स गोइंग ऑन विद कोविड एंड मोर एंड यू नो वे वन ऑफ द लकी पीपल लाइक वी हैव एवरीथिंग टू स्टे सेफ एंड बी इन आवर होम्स एंड यू नो वन शुड नेवर फॉरगेट दैट प्रिविलेज आल्सो सो या आई जस्ट वांट टू बी एबल टू एंजॉय टुडे व्हाइल वी कैन यू नो आई साउंड लाइक अ साधु ना लाइक सम मान एंड शीला दिस लेस पैशन मोर ज्ञान No, no, I couldn't agree more. Like it's a, it's been a difficult time, and let's hope things work out beautifully for all of us. And also, Divya, I would love to know that who are your style icons or you know fashion icons you've always looked up to, who've always inspired your work, maybe from contemporary times or maybe from another era, any fashion history era or icon that's really close to you or appeals to you. You know, I I always say that uh, the primary uh, skill really that a stylist needs is astute observation. you know um i feel like a stylist job is beyond just clothing you know and a lot of people assume fashion stylists are about just the fashion and the clothing and it's about putting a cute outfit together and that's not at all what i think it's that's a very limited definition of stylist i think our job is image creation you know in a in a slightly broader sense and in order to create an image that's relevant to the times that mirrors the zeitgeist um you need to be observant you know i need to know what music people are listening to now i need to know what books they're reading i need to know the cinema that's uh, causing change or you know affecting people's minds and thinking and um who are the pop culture icons of the time like all of that it adds to the eventual idea that you're putting out whether it's in an advertising shoot or whether it's in an editorial or a magazine cover or whatever um so being observant for me also means that we can as stylists tend to be a little bit fickle and you know maybe given to trends without really knowing it sometimes so my style icons so to speak are constantly changing like currently i don't know why but i'm just obsessed with gen z uh, gen z sort of cultural icons you know i've been looking at dua lipa and how she dresses i've been looking at grimes you know i've been looking at all of lady gaga's sporting outfits and Currently, I just feel like it's such an exciting time. You know, whether there's a little Nas X and you know his sort of language and his sort of costuming, I just feel like all of that right now is really preoccupying my head. I want to know what Gen Z is up to. You know. And we we've spoken about this whole topic about Bollywood's impact on styling and the Bollywood red carpet culture. Like it's either a red carpet gown, like a floor length gown with a swooping train, or you have a pantsuit, you have a tuxedo. Like we haven't really gone beyond. We haven't really broken the barriers in terms of styling. It's very you know it's very narrow bracketed. Yeah. So what's your take on that? Do you think we need to further evolve how we uh, treat the actors on Bollywood uh, on red carpet events? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And very often, like I'm circling, I'm again uh, to take up for my community of stylists. I will say that this is probably a cultural issue with actors here. You know, um, there is absolutely no focus on building individual style with 
ninety percent of actors, and I could get into trouble for saying this, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't think most of them really know what they are about in terms of clothing. You know, so what tends to happen is then that the top five or you know the big league of A-listers, men and women. They tend to become mood boards, so to speak, for everybody else, and then everybody wants to just look like each other, you know. I mean, to the point where even the facial surgeries are now looking the same. You know, they've all got the same fillers, the same nose, the same hair, and it's just that. Like I remember talking about this with Riya Kapoor in a clubhouse room, and of course, when Riya says that she's never going to get into trouble, but if I open my mouth, I might get a chop. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like there's this. Sameness and staleness, you know. Everybody like suddenly one person wears a Lebanese designer. Everybody wants to wear the Lebanese designer, you know. Um, so I just feel like there is no individualistic approach to style and clothing from the actors themselves very often, you know. Um, but of course, having said that, there's a lot of cool, well-dressed actors out there too, um, and some amazing stylists, and you know, like a few great looks do come out every now and then. But yeah, it's it's wanting. For more, if you ask my honest professional opinion, you know the fact that everyone's saying that editorial is dead, print is dead. Do you miss that whole era of you know, like just going out, doing a magazine shoot, shooting a magazine cover? Absolutely, yeah, Manish. Some of the best uh, moments of my career, and the fact that you know, Nonita is here, it actually is like that was like for me, Nonita and L were my fashion school. You know, um, that's where I sort of really learned everything about fashion. Nonita for me is a Is like my life coach. You know, she even taught me how to write emails, how to conduct myself when I go to meet brands. You know, for marketing conversations. So I really owe you everything, Nonita. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so that was sort of fashion school for me. So my memories are very like almost collegiate. You know, of my magazine days and everything I got to learn there. And I was very blessed to work with some fantastic stylists and assist people like you know Arjun Basin, uh, Karuna Longani, Malini Banerjee. You know, Mohan. Uh, these were some really like amazing stylists to learn from, right? So um, that was another time, you know. And of course, let's not even get into the budget aspect. We all know how hard editorials have been hit, you know, with the pandemic and the budget cuts and all of that. So I really feel blessed to have, you know, lived in a time and worked in a time of magazines when they were so glorious. Um, and gotten to travel the world and work with such amazing talents, from photographers to makeup artists to models. Um, so yeah, I do, I do miss that now. Um, there are a couple of magazines I do get to work with, like Travel and Leisure magazine is, you know, one of my favorite uh, brands to collaborate with. Andrea, the editor, is a dear friend. Um, even Divya Thani from Traveler, you know. But honestly, I now love working only for travel magazines because at least you get to see a beautiful destination, you know, um, rather than working for three rupees and still putting an advertiser on the cover and not getting any creative say in the mood board. For me, that's not worth my time anymore. I'd rather do yoga. I need a sequel, you know. Okay, so what, according to you, are the post-pandemic essentials? Now we are rethinking our wardrobe. Everybody is talking about less shopping, restyling, recontextualizing. So, what's your take? So, besides PPE kits and masks, uh, I think um, honestly, for me, right now and always, it's been about just investing in versatile classics as a priority. You know, I think by now there's enough information out there to know that whether it's a white shirt or a white kurta, find the right one for you. You know, the classic unlined navy blazer, get one for yourself. A pair of nice, like for me, I love high-waisted trousers, so like a nice pair of pleated high-waisted khaki chinos. You know, these are classics that you can find everywhere from a designer like Rajesh Pratap Singh 
to maybe a Uniqlo if you know you want to look at the high street. So just versatile classics is what I would always say invest in. Um, and of course, always shop local. Um, read up on the brands that you consume. You know there are a lot of high street brands out there who don't have ethical and sustainable practices. Whether it's with the human aspect of manufacturing or whether it's with the environmental aspect, there's enough literature out there. So ask who made my clothes. You know, check, ask those basic questions. um and figure out who you are investing in which brand you are supporting what story you want to be a part of you know don't mindlessly consume fashion can be you know very damaging industry for the environment um so yeah thoda soch samajh ke shopping karo don't be greedy is what i would say but do you think sustainability has become a bit of a marketing gimmick like what has it now to be actually is also yeah because Yeah, because you know, to be fully sustainable, you need a lot of investment. You know, so so the fact that you know everyone's talking about sustainability, everybody's jumping onto the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, so you think yeah, you have to be careful about what these brands were like? We used three glasses of water less to make this T-shirt, and I'm like, but what about all the hundreds of children you have employed in a factory in Dhaka without rights and minimum wage? You know what I mean? So greenwashing is rampant. and i do feel like it's part of people like us it's our responsibility as professionals in the fashion business to amplify these things because very few consumers have access to that kind of information right no one's telling them about the exploitative practices a lot of high street brands are using you know um so i do feel that sense of responsibility lies with us like for me as a stylist when i shop for a commercial or a client it's my you know prerogative to curate the brands that i'm using for that job right and sometimes yes it becomes harder when i lose that high street brand as an option to go shopping from but i don't know morally if i can check that box you know every now and then why not yeah you know give business to those who are giving back to the community you know i'm really sounding like mother teresa but i practice all of these values i promise okay let's do a fun uh, rapid fire uh, yeah so pantsuit or sari Ooh, um, I think a pantsuit for me, classic, androgynous, seasonless, works for everyone. Yeah. Print or embellishments? Hmm, print. I've always been partial to print. Clashing them even more so. Leather or lamé? Oh God. Hmm. Given that it's been a while in this pandemic for me, I think I'll pick leather. Yeah. Okay, um, beach or mountain? Hundred percent beach. At this point, beach. Yeah. A night in or a night out? Always a night in. Uh, tucked in my bed with a yummy meal and watching a show or a movie. That's always my idea for winter. Vintage or runway? Hmm. Vintage on the runway. But I would love to like style a retrospective show of you know a designer who I love. Like I remember when Sabya did that like twenty years of his first collection retrospective. For me, that was so thrilling because it had all of the energy of a live show, but with like beauties from the past. Um. So yeah, but vintage. If I really have to pick, run to it. You know. Which brings us to the end of this beautiful IG live. Thank oh, you so much, Divya. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks Bye. everyone who listened to us. Have a great evening, guys. Bye. We'll get back to you next week with another amazing fashion icon. 
Stay fabulous. See you soon. Ciao. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.